0: Remember, history lives on through the stories we tell. I'm Peter, and this is Who Died Today, the podcast that explores the lives of famous individuals on the day they passed away. Today we're exploring the life of John F. Kennedy, the 35th President of the United States whose charisma, vision, and tragic assassination have immortalized him in the annals of American history. Today marks the 60th anniversary of his death. So without any further ado, let's dive into the extraordinary early life of John Fitzgerald Kennedy. Part One, A New England Heritage, The Making of a Future President, 1917-1940 John Fitzgerald Kennedy, destined to leave a lasting mark on the fabric of American history, was born on May 29, 1917 in the storied Kennedy clan of Massachusetts. His father, Joseph Patrick Kennedy, was a man of formidable ambition and financial acumen, who would eventually rise to become one of the wealthiest men in America and the U.S. Ambassador to the United Kingdom. His mother, Rose Elizabeth Fitzgerald, hailed from a political dynasty herself as the daughter of John F. Fitzgerald, the prominent mayor of Boston. From the outset, the young Jack, as he was affectionately known, was instilled with the potent mix of political ambition and personal charm that characterized the Kennedy family. Growing up in Brookline and later in the affluent suburbs of New York City, Kennedy's early years were shaped by the family's high expectations and staunch Roman Catholic faith that would guide his moral compass throughout his life. Yet, young Kennedy's path was not without its hurdles. From a tender age, he was beset with health issues, a foreshadowing of the chronic medical problems that would follow him into adulthood. At the age of three, he contracted Scarlet Fever, a potentially fatal illness at the time, which he miraculously survived. This brush with mortality instilled in Kennedy a sense of urgency and a zest for life that would become hallmarks of his character. Kennedy's education was a reflection of his family's status and aspirations. He attended the Chocate school in Connecticut where he was an average student but a natural leader among his peers. His charming demeanor and his quick wit were evident even as he struggled to emerge from the shadows of his more athletically inclined older brother Joseph Kennedy Jr. Upon graduating Kennedy embarked on a grand tour of Europe which broadened his worldview and sharpened his appreciation for international affairs, a passion that would later become central to his political career. He returned to enter Harvard University in the fall of 1936, where he majored in government and international relations. His senior thesis on Britain's lack of preparedness for World War II was later published as the book Why England Slept, bringing him his first taste of public acclaim. Kennedy's Harvard years were not just defined by academic achievement, but also by personal growth and family tragedy. The untimely death of his older brother, Joe, in World War II deeply affected Kennedy, thirsting upon him the mantle of family expectations. It was during these formative years that young Kennedy's sense of identity and purpose solidified, setting the stage for his entrance into the public arena. Graduating from Harvard in 1940, Kennedy left the halls of academia with a degree and a burgeoning sense to serve his country. As Europe plunged deeper into conflict, he set his sights on military service, a decision that would test his mettle and prove to be the crucible in which he, the future leader was going to be forged. Part 2. Wartime Valor and Political Aspirations, 1941-1946 As the clouds of war gathered over the United States, John F. Kennedy sought to enlist in the armed forces. His determination to serve was met with resistance. Chronic lower back problems resulted in his initial rejection from the army. Undeterred, Kennedy used his father's connections to secure entrance into the Navy in 1941, where he would eventually command a series of PT, or patrol torpedo boats. Lieutenant Kennedy's leadership qualities came to the forefront in the Solomon Islands, where he took command of PT-109. His tenure as naval officer was marked by both valor and tribulation. In the pitchback night of August 2, 1943, PT-109 was split asunder by the Japanese destroyer Amaguri. Kennedy's actions in the aftermath were nothing short of heroic. Despite disdaining a back injury, he led the surviving crew through perilous waters to safety, an ordeal that would reinforce his already burgeoning reputation for courage and resilience. The incidents and subsequent rescue of his crew earned Kendi the Navy and Marine Corps' medal for heroism. His military service, punctuated by such acts of gallantry, imbued in him a profound sense of duty and a deeper understanding of the sacrifices inherent in the war. These experiences would later inform his worldview and approach to foreign policy. With the war at an end, Kennedy returned home a war hero, and his political aspirations began to crystallize. Encouraged by his father, he set his sights on public office, beginning a new chapter in the Kennedy family's political saga. In 1946, buoyed by his wartime notoriety and the Kennedy charm, he ran for the United States House of Representatives from Massachusetts' 11th Congressional District. Kennedy's campaign was characterized by vigorous grassroots efforts and an un ability to connect with voters. His family's wealth and influence were instrumental, but it was his personal appeal and promise of fresh, dynamic leadership that resonated with the electorate. At the age of 29, Kennedy won the election, becoming one of the youngest members of Congress. His victory was not just a personal triumph, but a signal of the burgeoning Kennedy dynasty and the potential that it had to shape national politics. During his tenure in the House, Kennedy served on the Education and Labor Committees and the Veterans Affairs Committee, championing issues such as labor rights and veterans' benefits, causes that spoke to his experiences and needs of his constituents. While his legislative record was not considered groundbreaking, his time in the House allowed him to hone his political skills and build the relationships that would become crucial in his ascent to higher office. Kennedy's congressional career was also a time of personal growth and reflection. He continued to suffer from chronic back pain, leading to several surgeries that would plague him for the rest of his life. Yet he remained undeterred, his eyes firmly set on the future. As his second term in the House drew to a close, Kennedy began to envision a larger role for himself within the Democratic Party and on the national stage. The stage was set for his next pursuit, the United States Senate. Part 3, The Road to the White House, 1947 to 1960. After serving three terms in the House of Representatives, John F. Kennedy's political trajectory took a decisive turn. In 1952, he challenged Republican incumbent Harry, Henry Cabot Lodge Jr. for the United States Senate seat in Massachusetts. Kennedy's campaign was vigorous and innovative making extensive use of television and grassroots organizing to reach voters. Despite the Republican leanings of the electorate that year, Kennedy won the seat, illustrating his remarkable ability to connect with the public. Senator Kennedy's tenure was marked by his focus on foreign affairs, reflecting his deepening concern over America's role in the Cold War. He served on the prestigious Senate Foreign Relations Committee and was vocal about issues such as the French colonial war in Vietnam. However, his Senate career was also marked by periods of illness, including a near-fatal bout with Addison's disease, a condition that affects the adrenal glands, in 1954. Despite his health challenges, Kennedy's profile continued to rise, and he published a book titled Profiles in Courage in 1956, which won the Pulitzer Prize for Biography. The book, celebrating acts of bravery and integrity by American senators, resonated with a country anxious about the threat of communism and nuclear war, further propelling Kennedy into the national spotlight. His marriage in 1953 to Jacqueline Bolivar, a woman of considerable charm and cultural sophistication, also enhanced his appeal. As the 1960 presidential election approached, Kennedy's ambition and meticulous planning of his father's political machine set the stage for his campaign for the presidency. In the Democratic primaries, he overcame religious prejudice against his Roman Catholic faith and questions about his youth and experience. His success was aided by his charismatic personality, eloquent oratory, and the sense of vigor and renewal that he represented. The television debates against the Republican opponent Richard Nixon showcased Kennedy's telegenic presence and his ability to communicate effectively with the American people. Kennedy's campaign centered on the need for strong leadership to confront the Soviet Union and ensure American preeminence in the space race. His slogan, Let's Get America Moving Again, encapsulated his vision. On November 8, 1960, Kennedy defeated Nixon in one of the closest elections in U.S. history, becoming the youngest elected president president and the first Catholic to hold the office. As president, Kennedy faced a host of challenges, including the Bay of Pigs invasion, the Cuban missile crisis, escalating tensions in Southeast Asia, and the growing civil rights movement. His administration was characterized by both setbacks and triumphs, but throughout, Kennedy maintained a vision of a progressive America, one that would embark on a new frontier of scientific achievement and social reform. 4. Tragedy and Legacy 1961 to 1963 John F. Kennedy's presidency, though brief, was marked by a dynamic approach to both domestic policy and foreign affairs. His commitment to civil rights, despite the political risks, began to reshape the national conversation around race and equality. The introduction of the Civil Rights Act in 1963, though not passed until after his death, signaled a turning point in American history. Kennedy's domestic agenda also focused on economic policies, including tax reforms and measures to combat recession which laid the groundwork for the prosperity in the later part of the decade. In the realm of international politics, Kennedy's tenure was defined by the Cold War and its tensions. The Cuban Missile Crisis in October of 1962 brought the world to the brink of nuclear war. Through a combination of public firmness and private negotiation, Kennedy managed to defuse the crisis, which is often cited as his greatest moment of statesmanship. This event profoundly affected his perspective on global affairs, leading to a subsequent emphasis on diplomacy and a landmark nuclear test ban treaty. Kennedy's vision for America extended to the stars with the space program's mission to land a man on the moon, encapsulating his belief in the pursuit of bold endeavors. His commitment to innovation and science solidified the United States' position in the space race and inspired a generation to look upwards and beyond. Despite his achievements, Kennedy's time in office was also marred by challenges and controversies, including escalating military involvement in Vietnam and the disastrous Bay of Pigs invasion. However, it was his push for peace and understanding encapsulated in his commencement address at American University in June of 1963 that showcased his evolving diplomatic philosophy. On November 22, 1963, while on a political trip to Dallas, Kennedy's life and presidency were cut tragically short. As his motorcade passed through Dealey Plaza, he was assassinated, an event that shook the world and left an indelible scar on the American psyche. The nation mourned as the young president's potential remained unfulfilled. In the wake of his death, Kennedy's legacy became a tapestry of what-ifs and a symbol of lost possibilities. His idealism, the glamour of his family, and the era's relative innocence became enshrined in the American and global memory as Camelot, a brief shining moment of hope and progress. The Kennedy administration's achievements, particularly in civil rights, space exploration, and nuclear de-escalation, continued to influence American policy and culture for years to come. Kennedy's assassination also led to heightened senses of vulnerability in the American life, giving rise to more cynical views of government and politics. Nevertheless, Kennedy's call to service, encapsulated in his inaugural charge to ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country, continues to resonate, inspiring new generations to engage in civic life and public service. John F. Kennedy's story remains one of inspiration and tragedy, a narrative of a leader who, in his own words, chose to go to the moon and do the other things, Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. His leadership during some of the most perilous moments of the Cold War, his advocacy for peace, civil rights, and space exploration, and his enduring vision of a grander and more just America define his enduring legacy. And that brings us to the end of today's episode on John F. Kennedy, a president whose legacy is defined by both his inspirational leadership and his untimely end. He's also who died today November 22nd. Additionally, if you enjoyed today's episode and want a visual of what JFK looked like, please follow our Instagram. Who period died period today. Lastly, make sure to rate us wherever you're listening and share with friends and family. Join us next time on Who Died Today as we explore the life of another remarkable individual who made a lasting and indelible mark on history. I'm your host Peter and thank you for listening.